0: Okay, God has been working something crazy in my life and in my heart and in all the things over this last week. This has been a wild one, and this episode is going to be really from my heart and a bit raw, and I hope that you guys are ready to handle it, because here's the truth. After leaving the church, spoiler, my life was not automatically all great and faith-filled and full of Christ. Not even close. Uh, I talk about leaving the church and how it took me 20 years to find Jesus, but one thing I rarely talk about, maybe because there's a little bit of shame involved in this, but I rarely talk about those 20 years. I rarely talk about what happened in my life over those 20 years, the mistakes that I made, and how I had my family in tow, why I did it. So I want to talk about that a little bit today and talk about really... What is the biggest mistake that I made on my faith journey? And so many of you I know are so afraid that you don't want to shove God down your kids' throats. And I get that, but let's get into it. Let me guess the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex Mormon. a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done, and he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, You are in the right place this is finding faith above okay i see you girl i see you girl who thinks that right now you are all in touch with god and that you have this firm understanding of spirituality and really, you are just the full on like self help junkie right now, just trying to figure it all out, right? But you're like in touch with it, right? You're like, you understand the spirituality of this universe and God and this universe and all this stuff. But really, there's something in the back of your mind. There's something, something there that doesn't quite feel right. And you know it, but you don't quite know what that is yet. And all of a lot of this stuff with like, I don't know. Gabby Bernstein, sorry Gabby, but all this spirituality type stuff, it, its you're gravitated towards it because you want to know God. When you were in the church, you felt like you were on this search for him and you left all of that, but you're not ready to give up on Jesus yet. You still consider yourself a Christian, but you really don't know exactly how to identify that because you don't totally believe in the Bible and you total, don't totally believe in all of these like more, I don't know, serious Christian people about how they follow all the rules and, and you're not there. You're not there. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stop on my little rant already. Because here's the deal. I love you. I know you. I I have lived in that. I have been there and dang did I feel lost. But I was searching and if you had asked me, I would have been, of course I know my Spiritual understanding of everything. Of course, I did. Of course, I did. But did I? And I can honestly say now, at this point, it was part of my journey, and I needed to go through it. Uh, but I didn't know Jesus yet. I hadn't met him yet. I had not. I had not met Jesus yet. And um, and now I have. <laughs> and now I know there is a much different way to do things. But we have to go through a lot of this. And I'm saying all this because I want you to know that I know you. I I got you and I know you. Okay, so I'm saying all of this because I would really like to help you. I'd really like to help you on this faith journey with life coaching. And I say it's life coaching, but really, I mean, this is this is, I'm just I'm just here. I'm here to be a sounding board for the things that you are questioning because I I know that understanding these basic Christian beliefs can be very difficult and even understanding and having any sort of faith at all in the Bible is like pff, like that is that's hard and I want to help you through this I do I want I like oof, it is like my thing in my life I want to do it I want to help you with this more than like anything. So if I just described you, And you are questioning right now, and you really would like to know more about where to go, what your next steps should be, and walk through a whole process with me to help you to find faith above. And let's meet God. Let's just go ahead and meet him. If that sounds like something that you'd like to do, then head on over to findingfaithabove.com. We can get on a discovery call if you'd like to, or if you'd want to just go ahead and jump ahead, we can do that too. So findingfaithabove.com okay let's get into it what I was just talking about there that that person who who you may be um, yeah that I lived that I lived that so in today we are talking about this whole idea of not wanting to shove God down our kids' throat uh, because we felt like that was done to us and we want to let them choose and all of the stuff um, but I, I also want to talk to you about those 20 years After I left the church and before I met God, and I really hope that it doesn't take you that long because I made lots of mistakes during that time, but the biggest mistake that I made, that's what I want to talk about today. Okay, so let's back it up. Let's talk about this whole journey of mine, where I was. So when I first left the church, I was only 18 years old, and I have to give you a little preface on this. Um, My dad was a convert. My mom was not ever Mormon. I grew up going to church with my dad, and I know that makes me different than a lot of people um, because my house wasn't necessarily a Mormon household. My house was somewhere where we were not allowed to talk about God because it would start fights and things like that. So we didn't really talk about God. Um, however, I did go to church every Sunday and did all of the things that I was supposed to do as a Mormon girl, but then also went through a really big time of rebellion. And then finally at 18, I decided that, This did not have my heart. I did not know God there. And I didn't really have any any interest in knowing God at that point. I didn't want to deal with it. And so like many of you, so many of you, I rejected God completely. So when I I graduated high school, I went to college. I honestly didn't even want to talk about God. (laughs) I wanted nothing to do with any of it. And uh, and that it was just a, a very dark time in that. It really was dark because just as it says in Romans, there is the evidence of God that is all around us. And if you want to know more about the passages in the Bible that talk about this, episode number 48 is three passages that may surprise you about the evidence of God. And I mean, really, he truly is all around us. And so I think when we are walking without him completely, when we've rejected him, it's like we are rejecting the world that we live in we're basically saying this beautiful world that's around us that's created by our creator in this gorgeous beautiful wonderful way we are saying that we don't believe in all of that we don't believe in the in the birds and the trees and the everything we just kind of take a blind blindness i guess to everything that is god and it leaves us empty very empty and extremely susceptible to the devil moving in moving in and also extremely susceptible to us completely living for the flesh right because when we live for the flesh that's when we die we 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 are not alive as god intended us to be and we feel that we feel lost and i did I felt very lost. So I spent quite a few years there. Um, when my husband and I got married, in fact, um, I was looking for someone to marry us. And we did want, we did want a, a pastor or someone to marry us, but we were not involved in any church. And I think we just mostly just wanted it to be in God's name so that all of our family was happy. Um, but it wasn't something that was like important to us. Um, so we just found someone who was like on the internet, <laughs> who would come and marry us. And um, yeah, I mean, there, it, we just really didn't, we didn't live in faith at all at that time. Were we good people? Yeah, I would say we were good people. I, I don't think that we were like all crazy, sinful, bad people. I mean, we all, we all are in sin, but um, we, we were good people, you know, and we, I feel like had good values and we were trying to live a good life, but it was very absent of God. Um, But when I became pregnant with my son, I really started to question that a lot um, because a huge part of this was, is I could feel his soul with me. I knew I was never alone. It was the craziest thing. And I felt like, okay, if, if I can feel his soul with me already, that means there has to be a God. Right, I mean, it just was like mind blowing to me that maybe there is something different to all of this, and so I started started looking, started questioning. Um, I started listening to sermons from um, the church I still attend now, and was really moved by how um, inspiring they were and how it really did it did make me feel better. And, and I couldn't exactly explain it, but it did make me feel better. And then my mom had recommended that maybe I try out Mothers of Preschoolers. Um I talked about this before Mops. Um it's a christian basal organization. We go like every other Tuesday and you hang out with other Christian moms and and I, it was one of the first times that I was ever around Christian women who were willing to be Christian. Like just out there and talk about it and talk about God, talk about how he was moving in their lives. And I was so jealous. <laughs> I genuinely was. Uh, all of these women I saw, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I want that faith and I don't have it. And I told them that even one day, I said, I want faith. And I, I admit it. I don't, I don't have a lot of faith and it was a struggle for me. So then my kids ended up going to school. They went to a school that was not Christian-based in any way. In fact, it was kind of very much the opposite direction, and um, through that time, I, I, I kind of just lost a lot of it. I also had had a friend in there who just so happened to be Mormon, because I don't know why. I, I guess it's just this weird attraction that I have in my life, like I can find ex-Mormons like you would not believe. Anyways, Um, She was still Mormon, and then she decided to leave the church. And when she did, it unburied a lot of stuff for me. And I then kind of went on an internet binge and looked at all the things and was very angry at God again. And was not in a place where I was around other believing women who could really bring me through anything i stopped listening to the church sermons i kind of just lost my way again and by that time we had been going to church some as well but i just i kind of just lost my way again and in this whole not believing state a big part of it was is I i realized i had no faith in the bible it wasn't something that i really wanted to read i didn't have a lot of faith in it and i didn't understand how to read it um And if this is something where you are left, if you feel like you don't have much faith in the Bible, then I want you to go back to episode number two, is the Bible real? That is, okay, so just forgive me. Okay, it's been a while since I I started podcasting and maybe it's not as easy of a listen, but I tell you what, there is a lot of truths in there about is the Bible real? And it's something that I think will really help you out because yes, it absolutely is. But I didn't, I didn't recognize this at this point. But I also was hurting a lot too because I had had this hurt, church hurt stuff. I was lost. I was trying to figure things out. Um, and not having God as the center in my family and in my life, it has repercussions. It does. And so I kind of went on a self-help journey, a self-help binge, and I read every self-help book there was. And I really got sucked into what I recognize now and what I didn't know then, but what I recognize now is more of this new age, new thought, the power and the universal energy, manifestation, Eckhart Tolle, all of this stuff. It really kind of sucked me in because I wanted to know God. I wanted to say I was spiritual. I wanted to say that God is in everything and all around us, and maybe I should become Buddhist. I, I mean, I, I there was a lot of confusion in there, but I also recognized that I didn't have faith in the Bible, but I wanted better. I knew that because just so we talked about before, God is all around us because there is evidence of him in all things. Go back to episode number 48 about that because he is in everything because he is our creator. And and that can't be denied. That's something that we all do recognize, whether we recognize that we want to reject it or whether we recognize that we want to embrace it. And I knew this at that time, but I didn't know... I didn't know him. I didn't know and I didn't have that faith in the Bible to be able to do it. Okay. So all of this is happening at the same time that I have two beautiful babies who are my world. They are my everything. They are my everything. And we had struggles like any family does with raising kids and and all of the stuff. But one of the things that I was really struggling with was my own faith and I was so afraid. To raise my kids in a way that they would completely reject god so i just didn't i i talked to them minimally about god um they had gone to our church when they were younger a bit Um, it was something that was kind of around but they did not grow up knowing god So all of these mistakes that I made with, we could say, okay, what was the biggest mistake? Was it moving into, and was it not believing the Bible? Was it rejecting God? Was it moving into the new age, new thought era? Was it, uh, what, what was the biggest mistake? And here's the deal. This is, this is my true belief that my biggest mistake, the thing that brought me to God was not was, was depriving my kids, not letting them know that they were precious creations of God and that he loved them exactly how he made them and the Bible would tell them so. I didn't do that. I did not make sure that my kids knew that they were beautiful, amazing creations of God, just the way that he intended them to be made. The fact that he knit them together in my womb, just as he intended them to be, just as the Bible says, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, Psalm 139, 13. He he knew it all. He molded my babies like clay. Like he put them together, already fully knowing all the pages in their book. He saw, or you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That Psalm 139, 16. And it isn't like in a Hill pre-existence thing, because we don't believe in pre-existence here. That was a Mormon thing. Spoiler. Um, No, he made my babies in my womb just as he intended them to be made. And this is the thing. This is the biggest mistake that I made in that whole journey is I did not make sure that they knew that. And when life got really hard for them and the world was just... Coming down on top of them like the world does and telling them all the worst things about themselves because that's the way the Satan works. He knows his in. He's not very creative. He likes to spill lies all over. When that was happening, they didn't have anything to fall back on. So that was my biggest mistake. not Not allowing my babies to know that God made them just as he intended them to be. All right, so... That was my 20 years, and that was about 20 years. So from about 18 um, to almost 38 was about the time that it took for me because of some really difficult things that happened with my daughter, with the world telling her terrible things about herself, and (laughs) I can't even explain it. I don't even know why. But I mean, you mess with, you mess with the mama's babies, (laughs) you're messing with mama bear, right? And, uh, and you think about that, like, you mess with the mama's babies, but you, you think too, like Satan was messing with his children. My beautiful babies were God's children. And at that moment, they didn't know him. And he needed to remedy this. And it was like a ton of bricks happened in my living room. (laughs) I've talked about this before. And I, you know, at two in the morning, I hit my knees and I prayed like I had never prayed before. And I met God that night. So after 20 years of all of that junk, of all of that, trying to do it all on my own strength, trying to somehow bring this universal energy situation into all of my life, I recognized that I was not enough. I couldn't fix this. I couldn't do this because I am not the creator. All the glory is to him. He is the creator of this universe, of me, of my babies, of of this whole life that we have and all glory to him. He was the only one that could fix any of it in his beautiful, perfect will. Okay. So that was a lot. (laughs) Okay. I do also want to say this because raising your kids with God is so incredibly important and do not be afraid to shove it down their throat because that is not how it works when you truly introduce them to Jesus. When they are truly introduced to Jesus, it is like a breath of fresh air. It is peace. It is the thing that's going to get them through the hard times. So episode 81 is with author Christy Thomas and she's a children's author and basically this is her whole gig. So go ahead and listen to that one. You're going to love that. All right, so I hope that this episode today really spoke to you and again like I've talked about before and at the beginning of this episode if you are this person like I was who went on this crazy journey of faith and now you would like someone to do this with you to help you to explain to you all of these things that you don't quite get and help you to mold your life in a way that is in line with God that all is just it's just by his design But sometimes we need some help from somebody who understands and who gets it. I want to help you with that. So um, head on over to findingfaithabove.com. I'd love to talk to you. All right. Have a good day. Hey friends, I hope that this episode truly blessed you today and spoke to your heart. And if it did, I would love it if you could share it with your friend who might need to hear these words also. And if you truly, really loved it, then a five-star review really helps to get into the ears of so many more people. It's the way the algorithm works. So I would love it if you guys would be able to do that for me as well. And if you were looking for more resources, more help, more coaching, more all the good stuff, Go to findingfaithabove.com and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. See you next time.